when I observe something, I will change what I'm observing. So if I'm seeing you, observing you from a negative perspective, you will have a literally a reduction of energy, frequency, vibration, and coherence. You will be sicker if I, if I curse at you, and you will be healthier if I send you love. Welcome to the Dream Out Loud family, where young entrepreneurs come to learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan T. Nelson, a former carpenter who created financial freedom by the age of 23 and have since spent my time traveling around the world living my dream life, inspiring, educating, and teaching other young people how they can do the same. Each and every week, I'll bring you the most epic guests who are going to share their stories, wisdom, tips, and tricks on how they've been able to create a life by design. Here at Dream Out Loud, we're committed to helping inspire and educate you to be able to execute your full potential. Okay, guys, today's guest is a scientist, a researcher, a conscious business mentor and quantum coach who teaches his clients how to use the power of their own consciousness to turn obstacles into opportunities. From finding his little brother passed away in his room when he was a kid to breaking both his legs in a motorbike accident and almost dying in hospital from an infection having three failed businesses to now being the founder of Australia's biggest hot yoga and multi, this is a big word, multi-disciplinary, disciplinary, yeah. disciplinary <laughs> <laughs> wellness centers, the CEO of Dr. Espen Enterprises, which specializes in high level business and life coaching with clients in over 12 countries. He's a true testament of what he teaches which is how to turn obstacles into opportunities, no matter how big they are, and still achieve greatness. So please, guys, help me and welcome the guy who went from almost dying in the hospital bed back in 2006 and having two broken legs to now not only a Ninja Warrior finalist, but the founder of the Quantum Experience, where he delivers life transformational teachings using the universal laws of quantum physics mixed with science and meditation, my friend, Dr. Espen. Yeah, what an intro. Thanks, buddy. I say, I think nearly every single episode I do. Like, so I start doing this bio thing in uh-huh. every, like from the beginning, but then I forgot that I, I really struggle with reading. And so uh-huh. nearly every single bio, I'm like, this, how do you even say that word? This, discipline, really. Disciplinary. Yeah, that's I do. I'm word. just the same. And English is my second language. So <laughs> I know, I know how you feel, but oh, that's cool. You know, great minds, hey. you know, they, they work differently. Yeah, that's, yeah <laughs> see things differently, right? Exactly. I love it. Dude, I got some rapid fire questions I'm going to hit you with first so mm-hmm. people can get to know you and, and hear where this accent's from. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get into the juice of today. Let's Are you it. ready? Yeah, man. Okay. So where did you grow up? I grew up in a ton of town called Arendelle. So for those of you listening that might have watched uh, uh, Frozen, the movie Frozen, it's actually based on my hometown in south of Norway in Scandinavia called Arendelle. Arendelle, I love it. Norway. Mm -hmm. Great. And where do you live now? live in the gorgeous Gold Coast, brother. I came here in 2005 and just discovered this magnificent place called Australia, this awesome opportunity to live in, in, you know, with amazing people and, uh, yeah, a beautiful tropical climate. So I live on the Gold Coast and live in the dream, really. I love it. What is your favorite food? Pancakes. Pancakes, really? Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Any, any ones in particular? No, honestly, like I eat really lean, green and clean. I was a nutritionist for many years as well. So for me, I do, I live intermittent fasting and I, I keep it super clean. So when I enjoy myself, I do so fully. And uh, I just say like organic homemade pancakes. Just, yeah, that's the way to my heart. I love, I love it. <laughs> uh, if you could have any kind of superpower, what would it be? 
I would, uh, if I had any kind of superpower, I would like to be able to open people's hearts by being in their presence. That would be my superpower, just fully opening up their hearts. Even more. Amazing. Love it, man. And what is your X factor? My X factor is that I have uh, the, the most ingrained, deepest belief that I'm here as a pivotal part in the awakening of humanity. So my superpower is that I truly do believe that what's happening in the world right now is what I refer to as the great awakening. It's the us all coming into this, you know, ascension of energy coming home to the light, you know, purging what is not no longer in resonance with what has been born in us. And that, um, yeah, my superpower is real simple. I know my part in that and I know what's happening or I believe what's happening. So I'm, you know, as we believe we will achieve, I'm just unstoppable in my mission effectively then. How did you know you had this? How, how did you know about this? Was this something you had from a young age or have you developed this some way? Did something happen for you to actually discover that this was your passion? This, this is your X factor? I think, and this is important for those listening and watching as well, because we tend to think that sometimes we're not important. We don't play a role. We're not unique enough. We're not special enough. And we have these blocks and these limitations, all of us, right? Um, the three main fears, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. And therefore I won't be loved. They're universal. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, as I grew up, I had a lot of trauma and I didn't have the, you know, I didn't have podcasts like this amazing podcast. I didn't have the personal development that we've done and the coaching and the coaches and that sort of stuff. So I just had to do the best I could with what I had with so many, like so many others in the world. And I realized that there's two ways to see a challenge. One is to see it on the way. And the other one is to see it in the way. And after having gone through a lot of these challenges, I recognized that I can't go back and change them. I can't change the past, but what I can change, what every person listening and watching can change is what we believe about it and how we respond to it, the meaning that we give it. When I grew up, came to Australia and started discovering personal development, I had to go back like so many of our students have have done now and, and sit with the trauma and transform it, as I say, from fear to fuel, from trauma to transformation, from the pit to the purpose. Because the true essence, at least for those who believe like we believe that there's more to us than just physical flesh and bone. Maybe there's a spirit or a soul. Well, then who are we to think that our life hasn't unfolded just the way it needed to and that that was a learning curve for us to get to where we need to go? Yeah, I love it. So it's like the way, the way you're looking at everything is you're looking at for like, how can this benefit me versus how can this disable me, mm-hmm. right? And because we do attach meaning to everything. And I think when I first learned that years ago, I was like, wow, this is a superpower in itself. Mm-hmm. Knowing that we have the power to literally control what we make anything mean, then then we'll act from that. You mentioned before about people from the pit, right? Mm-hmm. So how can people use the pit or past trauma or fear or past experiences that happened to them that potentially they look at now, they think that because of that, they can't do something. Mm-hmm. How can they use that to their strength? and go and create epic shit? This is an amazing question. And I'm going to answer that by asking the listeners and the viewers a specific question. And the answer to this question has no right or wrong answer, but it's very important to ask ourselves this question because this will be the the launching platform to transformation. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the question is really simple. You've got two scenarios, okay? And the question is, which one of these two scenarios do you believe? Scenario number one is for you if you believe that you are only made up of flesh and bone. So scenario one is for you, if you believe that the only thing that is real is the things that we can touch and feel, the the physical matter as such, that's scenario one, that's it. 
Scenario two is for us if we believe that there's more to us than just the physical, maybe a spirit or a soul or consciousness or some sort of energy, some sort of intelligence that is who we are um, and then perhaps expressed through physical form. So for everyone listening and watching now, I'd like you to ask yourself the question, what do you believe? Scenario one, that you're only flesh and bone only, that the people that you love, that this world is only made up of the things that we can touch and feel number one, or number two, that you believe that there's more to you, perhaps a spirit or a soul. Please go ahead and, and choose that now and say it out loud, either scenario one or scenario two. And so what would you say for yourself? Two. Two. We've done these events now with tens of thousands of people in the live room and even more people online. And 99%, and I've paid close attention to the stats over the years, 99% of our students raise their hand when they say, I believe that I'm scenario two. If that's the case, then again, what we believe we will achieve. So the answer to your question is in how can we turn traumas into transformation or the pit into something, you know, useful in our lives? Well, if you're a spirit, if you're a soul, if you're this divine consciousness that has been now proven that you have, that you are, it's been proven for over a hundred years. If that's who you are, the higher self, that limitless being, that infinite being, then how can you see this? this three-dimensional experience as anything but happening for you because you have then potentially limited lives, you have limited opportunities, and you're not a victim of your history, but rather perhaps a master of your destiny. So I think how, how we can begin to overcome challenges is to understand that they're really only challenges if we see them that way. Right. Okay, so just the sheer by actually looking at them and observing them, so this is the quantum physics kind of thing, right? So the actual observing of it as uh-huh. being perceived as a problem. I like it'll, how you went there. It'll be a problem. Right? Exactly what we believe we achieve. And far from being an abstract notion, you know, uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton showed this through epigenetics. We've seen this over and over again. We understand through the observer effect in quantum physics, which means that when I observe something, I will change what I'm observing. So if I'm seeing you, observing you from a negative perspective, you will have a literally a reduction of energy, frequency, vibration, and coherence. You will be sicker if I, if I curse at you and you will be healthier if I send you love. We know this through the through quantum entanglement. We know it through the observer effect. We know it through the double slit experiment. And we can go on and on. Basically, for those listening, what this means... Yeah, you got to explain this. <laughs> I know, right? Because it gets too complicated, yes, right? Yeah. Honestly, the, the bottom line is that Dr. Omoto showed this as well with his work in Japan. Yeah. Um, and all we've really got to do is to understand that we have the power of a co-creator inside of us. So that means that if I look at, um, let's say that I look at a plant and I talk to this plant and I say, I love you. You're so beautiful. How gorgeous you are. I know you're alive and I'm going to give you water and I just appreciate you. It's been proven now that that plant will grow up to twice as fast and be more than twice as healthy. But if I do the opposite, of course, it has the opposite effect. On YouTube, you'll find studies like this where parents are doing this with their children. They take two plants, even rice and other basic uh, basic plants, and one of the plants the children are talking negatively to, and the other one they're talking positively to, and they grow completely differently. It's insane. It, it is insane for the physical, for the person and or the mind that has been dwelling in the three-dimensional physical experience that think that, hang on, Morgan, I'm not you. And you're not me, and we can't be one because, you know, we're in physical body. Well, the physical body makes up 0.00001% of you and who you really are. 
So 99.99999, so eight of these nines, 99.9% of who you are is actually non-physical. So what is it? Well, that's the question. That's what Einstein was asking. Einstein called it spooky action at a distance. The, the truth of the matter is that this, this, this you, this space effectively has an intelligence. It has an awareness. And you, Einstein said there's two ways to see this space. One is that it's nothingness and two is that it's everything. Yes. Yeah. You know, and what we believe we will achieve. So to bring it back, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, okay? So if you change the way you look at your life, such as, you know, I experienced abuse from, you know, I was five years old and so on and so forth, and and I'm a victim, you know, my life is, the ego loves to blame. It loves Mm -hmm. to point fingers. It loves to stay stuck because then you have a justification for the suffering. Makes you feel good about it. I know, and it's easy because you don't need to do anything. Yeah. So I'm, I'm totally, you know, and this may trigger some of the listeners and viewers, because you're like, hey, you have no idea what I've been through, bro. Mm-hmm. And I get it. And from a place of, you know, love and compassion, I want to say that I understand. Having said that, though, my intention is for people to be able to rise from that trauma. And the only way we can do that is to shift our perception of it to perhaps we're not a victim of it. And since we can't change it, we might as well change the meaning. And the question then is how, and this is a question to write down, how did that happen for me? What am I supposed to learn? How is this trauma actually showing me something, helping me grow, become more stronger, become more patient, more compassionate, more loving? And if we are willing to do the work, we can shift it. We can transform it, like I said, and use it to our advantage. Yeah, and it, it's not like, I had this conversation with somebody the other day, and it's not it's not really a look back at the past events, go, how has this happened for me as a point of blaming, mm-hmm. right? And be like, well, how have I created this? But more asking the question, right? for more resources to improve on from, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's an interesting thing because some people can look at the past and be like, I've got, uh, you know, abusive family or so whatever it might be that they've grown mm-hmm. up in. They can look back on it and be like, how have I created this mm-hmm. to blame themselves? So how can they look at this to actually use this as resources? Like well, what, what are some tangible, I guess, actions people can do looking back and just going, okay, how have I created this? Taking responsibility mm-hmm. and moving from this. Yeah. The first thing to remember is that with great power comes great responsibility. So if you wish to heal, if you wish to ascend and transform, if you wish to be healthy and live incredible lives, we all have to work on ourselves. You don't get fit unless you do a bit of exercise. You know, you don't get healthy unless you take you know, charge on how you eat. So the responsibility piece is important. Um, honestly, I remember a story once, um, Oprah Winfrey, I think many people would have heard of Oprah Winfrey. Um, she was asked on national television what her greatest uh, blessing was, what her greatest gift was. Out of all the places that she had gone, the places that she had traveled, the people that she had met, the things that she had experienced, the, the interviewer asked her, Oprah, what's the, what was the, what's the greatest thing for you? And she thought for a moment, she looked in the camera and she said, the greatest thing I've ever experienced pause is the mental physical and sexual abuse that started at the age of nine and then you see the interviewer just go Mm. what and then she says because if it wasn't for the abuse i would never have found the courage and the drive within me to do what i now do which has helped millions and millions and millions of people all around the world so 
Are we saying that we want to revisit the trauma or experience the trauma again? Absolutely not. Are we saying that we can change our perception of the past? Absolutely. First thing to do, if you want to like a bullet point on how to do it, sit down, grab a pen and paper, turn your phone off, no interference. Don't leave this room until you've written down 100 benefits of why this happened for you. So for example, my brother died when I was five. And, and, you know, I, I, I held like he was blue, you know, so I'm five and he's a baby and I'm holding and I'm seeing this. This is trauma, like right yeah. in the middle of what's called the imprint period in human psychology. Right. And so, you know, if you ask someone, you know, what are the benefits of that? If they haven't done the work, they'll say F you. Like, how are you telling me that losing? How could you, yeah. how, could you how could you tell me that there are good things coming from losing yeah. someone so near to you or me or whichever way? And so I had to do the work because, of course, in the beginning, they're easier to see drawbacks, much easier to list 100 negative things that happened because that's the emotional imprint. My mom's heart was broken. You know, she started drinking. She became abusive. You know, the family fell apart. Like, it's easy. I can find 100 easy. But can I find 100 benefits? Well, that's harder, particularly if the emotional trauma has been, you know, it's been close to it if it's it's not that far from it so i've got actually what's called depolarize my brain i've got to show my cognitive brain that there are just as many benefits as drawbacks and this is a universal law this is equilibrium right that's a long word equilibrium yeah it's a tough one it's a tough one so basically what i'm saying is sit down with a pen don't leave the room i'm until you come out with more gratitude in your heart for what happened for you back then and if you stop at 55 Take a break, shake it out, have a glass of water and go back to number 56 and 57. And you write down 100 benefits until you can teach your your brain that there are, in fact, some benefits. For me, the two pressing questions in my life came from the two greatest traumas. My brother passes away. My question is, what does it mean to truly live? This has been my driving force. This is my, my mission to teach people how to live. I call it quantum living. And then my sister's born disabled. And the next question is, where does sickness and disease, where does suffering come from? And how can we fully heal and be well? So this is what I teach. I teach people how to live an incredible life and how to heal any and all interference and be that suffering or physical, mental, emotional illness. This is really, really, really cool stuff. Um, for the, Can you explain quickly the, when we're talking about quantum physics, right? Then we can explain some more things from this. Can you quickly explain because people place them, well, what do you mean you focus on and things become there? Can you explain that, the split test thing you would, like, I think that's probably the most basic way we yeah. can explain quantum physics if you were to kind of understand that when we do focus on things that becomes something? Yeah. Can you explain that quickly? Yeah. So this is a really, really great question. Uh, the observer effect is the first thing to understand. The, the thing yeah. that has to be present for any quantum physics experiment to be effective is the observer So what they did with the double slit experiment, and for those of you who want to look this up, you can literally type in in YouTube, Dr. Quantum, the double slit experiment, S-L-I-T, Dr. Quantum double slit experiment. And you'll see a really simple animation that explains this. Basically, what 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 the researchers were doing is that they were firing electrons, little balls of energy, through, uh, from kind of like, call it like a gun or a cannon, Mm -hmm. to a wall. Okay, and they realized that when there was someone observing it, they would land very differently to when someone was not observing it. So it was as if those little balls of energy, and we know everything is energy, mm-hmm. where ninety nine point nine 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 percent is non physical energy, but even physical is energy. 
So you are 100% energy, but of that 100%, is not physical, non-matter. Right. And this is really difficult to understand because you say, no, 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 no. I can see myself in the mirror. I'm physical. Well, let me give an example. Let's say that I put your hand under a microscope, right? We look in a really good microscope at your hand. It can be your brain, your heart, anything physical, really. We see a thing called a molecule, right? So you heard of a molecule. Yeah. Most people would have heard of a molecule. We go deeper. We see an atom, okay? Mm -hmm. And as we go deeper in the middle of the atom, there's a nucleus. You with me? Okay, and then there are sub, meaning below then, subnuclear levels. So if we look at a microscope at your hand or anything physical and we go deep enough, science has proven now for well over 100 years, ever since Max Planck, P-L-A-N-C-K, won the Nobel Prize for this conversation that we're having right now. He won the Nobel Prize for quantum physics or quantum mechanics when he was able to quantify and provide evidence for the fact that there is a field within us. So yeah, I'll put your hand under a microscope and I go deep enough and I see these little particles or these bits of matter and they're miles and miles apart. But there is a field of energy, an electromagnetic field, call it the ether or the scientists refer to it as the quantum field mm. that holds these bits of physical tangible matter together. So this is the science of it, and this is where spirit and consciousness meet science because we know now that this field, that's 99 point something, whatever percentage of you, has an intelligence. It has an awareness. This is wild. Okay, so now knowing that, okay, and bring it back to the observing thing with the split testing. So exactly. this all changes once we're observing it, correct? Exactly. So now let's look at things like, healing and manifesting Mm -hmm. if i'm hearing you correctly this really is such a chunked down version of of how the fact when we focus on things they actually can be created can we can you explain this a little bit more now using what we've just discussed phenomenal well as a primary healthcare physician and i've you know been the co-founder and owner of 10 multidisciplinary health clinics so we had you know holistic medicine holistic dentistry chiropractic physiology physiology we had yoga pilates nutrition education like a broad spectrum of like a one-stop shop and what we were testing with our patients across um nine years almost nine years we wanted to find out what the best modality for healing was and so I started out in the old-fashioned way, such as, hey, oh, I see you as a physical person. You've got a shoulder problem. Um, let's go in and treat the physical matter. And again, remembering now through science, which I didn't know back then, yeah, you're physical. But if I'm only working, and this is where, honestly, my personal opinion is that modern medicine is so far behind mm. because we're trying to heal physical matter <laughs> by cutting something out or adding drugs to it or something of that nature. When we understand that the real healing is, is well, if we're healing, we're only with physical matter. We're working with 0.0001% of your potential and who and what you really are. So the underlying substratum, which expresses itself through physical reality, is energy. So if we've got to, if we've got to really help a person heal, we've got to look at what's actually causing this incoherence or incongruence or call it interference within the human frame. Um, many believe that the body is a barometer of the soul. The body is showing you what's going on. And so sometimes, you know, we, well, the bottom line is this. If you believe that there's more to you than physical flesh and bone, 
you believe that there's a spirit or a soul, such as the scenario that we discussed earlier. The question is, why don't we go there? Why don't we go into the field that makes up 99.9% of who and what we really are and begin to change the energy in that field? Because when you change the energy and the truth of who and what you really are, the physical expression, the issues and the tissues start to heal as well. Because all disease is a lower vibration, period. All disease is incoherence, period. So you're saying before, so what, because this is something that I've, I've recently started learning a lot more about this. Well, a lot of like meta medicine, meta science, quantum physics, and I'm so fascinated about it. And it's probably a lot of things I've been doing in the past, not knowing that I was doing it with like manifesting and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so the other day, for example, I woke up and I had this crazy like throat infection. Like I was recording for about three hours of audio, which is not that long. I speak at an event for seven or eight hours, you know, and, but I, I had this crazy throat infection and I was like, what, what, what is this about? Mm-hmm. And the first thing I thought of was, what's my body trying to tell me? Oh, love that. Right. Everyone should write that question down because that's what you're saying, right? It's like, so does diseases or something can happen through our body and it's more of a warning to actually look for something else, isn't it? Yep. And the question I asked myself was, what am I not saying that I need to say? Beautiful. So taking it back to the throat energy center and understanding expression and the truth center, where am I not expressing myself? Where is energy not moving properly? Right. So, so is this, so have you got other examples of, well, I'd love to hear about with you and your accent, the infection, or or did you Mm. know about this stuff back then? No. So if you knew what you knew now and that happened again, Mm. what would be your kind of approach to it? Or like, is, is it, are we able to heal something so big like that? Like how, how would, what would be your approach to something like that? Great question. Well, we understand right now that disease and suffering, chronic disease and all the stuff that's happening in the world is skyrocketing. It's going up really, really quickly. And we've been conditioned to believe that we are limited beings. Um, Mm. We've been conditioned to believe that when we're sick, there is something wrong with us and that we're broken, that we need external fixing like a, car that you know the carburetor is broken and you need to rip it out and put in a new one Um, and we've forgotten about this holistic approach that's been around for thousands and thousands of years that shows us that we are in fact integral whole conscious free beings that have the power to heal ourselves beyond space and time this is the truth this is a fact and so when we understand this then we turn the attention like you said back within you know those who don't go within they have to go without so when we turn the attention back within, you begin to ask these questions differently. What is my body trying to tell me? Now, it may be possible that you had a cold or a flu, but it also may be very, very likely that it's something completely different. Right. So if you throw a drug in the mix, the only way you can heal that problem is if that disease or manifestation is caused by a lack of that particular pharmaceutical. Otherwise, you may be creating some chemical changes. You might be you know, modulating some symptoms. You're not going to fix the problem. Right. So the, the bottom line is that when we understand this, we can see that everything is energy. We can take an expanded view and an and, and expanded perspective, and we can ask different questions. When we ask different questions, we get different answers. And the truth is that everything is energy. It's wild. So what knowing everything you know now then, what are some practices you've put in place to utilize this to manifest things you want in your life at a much better level? So you're talking about the healing first, right? So what happened to me is I broke my legs on a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. And then I went into hospital. They put all the different metals in me, pins, plate, 
plates screw. You have that bolts. in you now? No, I've taken them out. I've got one left. Wow. Which is from another accident. <laughs> I tried. I tried. To, I was hey. competing Thai boxing in Thailand, and I started hey. competing with the local boys. I um, did Muay Thai as well for six yeah. years. Yeah, I had a fight in Thailand too. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know how it is. You, yes. know, you, you start fighting the local <laughs> boys. You better have your shit together. Yeah. So I broke my arm and whatever. Awesome. Um, but the 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 truth of the matter is that I went to um, the Norwegian word for a hospital is a sick house. Sikahus. So I went to the sick house in Melbourne with two broken legs. Okay. They put me back together, all these bits, you know, metal medals and whatever. And then I was limping and I was in a wheelchair for a long time and then all the crutches and whatever. And then a year later, I went to take all the metal out because one of the bolts in my thigh was too long. It was a centimeter and a half longer than my thigh bones. It was grinding into my hip as I was walking. So I had all these new bones forming and all sorts of things. Um, Either way, I went to back to the hospital that took all these bits of metal out and then the doctor didn't sterilize. So I, I got a report from the male nurse later saying that he had a really nasty habit of not wanting to sterilize. And we see this, uh, you know, prevalently more and more in, in, in su- supposedly developed countries. Now, a lot of infections are coming out of hospitals. The reports aren't true. They're, they're, they're not really giving us an accurate report. Nonetheless, <clears throat> I got this infection. It was a staph infection. And it started eating away at my flesh. And so a year and a half into it, I had lost 15 kilos. I was extremely sick. I, I looked like I had not eaten for you know many, many, many months. And I knew in my heart that I was dying. And so there was one day when the doctor looked at um, his charts and he looks at me. <sighs> he sighs and he says, the infection's spreading. You now have a 50-50 chance of losing your right leg from the hip and down. If the infection continues to spread, if it does attack your internal organs, then you die. So in that moment, that's like the ultimate pit for me. Mm. Because in that moment, my two greatest fears were realized. One, that I would die like my brother. Or two, that I would be disabled like my sister. So just like now, there was just this moment of stillness. And then this peace, this silence, this beautiful presence came through and I just heard a message come through. It was real simple. It was just this one simple message that I got from God, if you will, from source, from my higher self, from whatever. And it was simply, if it is to be, it's up to me. Mm. Okay. And everyone listening and, and watching should consider this. If it is to be, it's up to we. No one's going to change your life. No one's going to heal you. No one's going to treat you. No one's going to fix you to the point that you can do that yourself. The, you know, the doctor can dress the wound, but only you will heal. You know, if I break this bone, the doctor's not going to fix it for me. It's me that's going to heal this. Yeah, he or she can put some pins in there, but the healing is all done by me. So everyone listening is actually the best doctor in the world. But we've surrendered, we've subordinated, we've given away our power to outer influences that shroud and cloud and, and shrink our magnificence that we have within and so what I realized that at that time I had looked at the doctors and the surgeons and the nurses and all of these people outside of me to heal me when I and I alone had, to, had the power to heal myself. And I tried then for almost a year and a half to do, to do the medical approach. Even though a staph infection doesn't respond to antibiotics, they've told me, oh, yeah, you need drugs. They were pumping me full of antibiotics in hospital. I was getting sicker and sicker. And if you don't know, like if you have a lot of drugs like antibiotics in your body, it kills your immune system because it kills all the good bacteria in your gut, you know, or a lot of them. I shouldn't say all of them, but a lot of them. So my immune system was shot. So I got a message come through from source that said to me, if you want to heal yourself, heal yourself. 
So I left the hospital, I ripped the intravenous out of my arms and I never looked back and I've got two legs and I've healed. And you're doing triple backflips over boxes and all this crazy, <laughs> crazy yeah, 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 shit yeah, yeah. ever. Uh, man, that's that's really incredible. So, so that's the truth. So just to be clear, I'm not bagging medicine. Yeah. There is a place for the sick care system. If you break your legs like I did or something happens, you need stitches, you go to the doctor, you go to the hospital, you get stitched up. But let's be clear, that is sick care. That is not healthcare. What we call healthcare today is not healthcare, it's sick care. So my question is, who is your healthcare specialist? Who's your integrative holistic medical doctor? Do you have a naturopath? Do you have a really good chiropractor? Like a healthy spine is a healthy life. You're only as healthy as your spine is young, period. How are you taking care of your nutrition? Who's making sure that you're doing your meditations, that you're working on your emotions, that you're in a, a society, a culture, a, you know, that your social surroundings are that of what they need to be, et cetera, et cetera. These are the fundamentals. Once we get them right, then we can start to look at trauma healing when needed, like reactive sick care healing where needed. Right. So really putting yourself in a great environment first, physically, emotionally, mentally, and and then spiritually spiritually very yeah. very important and you know people will lift you up or drag you down vibrationally yeah. without any judgment that's that's just the fact yeah it's some really uh powerful stuff um so i'd love to do you want to talk about manifestation Did, was that yeah 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 let's let's talk about like manifesting in terms of you know using i guess the quantum and energetics and focus and all this like i'm just assuming that you've probably discovered the best way to sort of manifest abundance. So, you know, that's always the thing that people always like, how can I manifest more money or how can my business grow or more clients or this or yada, yada, yada. I'll first share what I've done in the past. And I'd love to hear like, cause you know, freaking everything about this stuff, uh, how you've kind of done it. But like, I was doing this stuff way before I knew what I was doing. And I think it actually came one day I was in Bali and we're on this like boat trip coming back from one of the islands and they'll play some Spanish music. And uh, I was doing some bing tangs and I was just like taking a look. I was like, this is the life. Like, this mm. is amazing, you know? And I came back to Australia. I went back to my job and I, was, I used to be a carpenter and I was building and everything. And this was probably right before I, I met you, right? Mm-hmm. I would have been 21, 22, something when we first met. And and I was, that's all I could ever think about. I was like, all, I just always close my eyes. I'd think Spanish music, there's this music. So I'd anchor into this these songs and as soon as I listen to these songs, I just go to this place in my head and focus of me being on this island with beers and water and sunsets and Spanish music and tacos. Um, but I had no idea what it was. I could just always see it. And I knew with absolute certainty I was going to create it someday, somehow. Then fast forward to 23 years old, I moved to Mexico. I come financially free. I moved to Mexico, went to this little tiny town in Mexico where my friends just said to me, I called him because he, he traveled all through Mexico. I said, I'm moving to Mexico. Where should I go? And he goes, you want to either go to Sayulita or Puerto Escondida? One of those two. And so I flipped the coin, went to Puerto Escondida. I'd never been there. Never looked at the photo. Moved into this place. And we walked down to the beach, the the actual, like the main strip of the town. And I shit you know, I got down there. And that beach was the thing I visualized <laughs> for years. It was like a spin image. It was like exactly with the palm trees and the sunset and the waves and everything. And I was just like, this is some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. so i was sort of doing these things just like really focusing and getting myself in that space all the time with absolute certainty um before i kind of knew but this is obviously something i've believed in for a long time uh because it's real as shit um but now i'm discovering more of quantum physics and all this stuff and so i'd love to hear more 
of kind of if you've got processes or practices or something that you do using everything the ether and energy and focus mm-hmm. and how do you kind of manifest the things you want okay this is awesome what an awesome story and for those listening you might want to have a can feel into and consider what it is that you wish wish to create what's your dream life or or what's your dream uh experience one day so the bottom line is and i'm gonna ask you a question when you had this visualization did it feel real to you yeah okay so before it actually happened it felt real yeah did it feel good yeah okay and so so it felt real it felt good did you believe that it might be possible for you to achieve and experience something like that one day yeah okay so you believed it yes Mm -hmm. you felt it and you it felt good yeah okay that's the bottom line okay so we know this through metaphysics that if we want to create a new reality we have to feel like it's already happened yeah i'll say that one more time if you want to create a different or a new reality we have to feel like it's already happened we have to feel it like it's already unfolding and so this is really interesting because and and this is going to be huge if if your listeners and viewers can grasp what, what i'm about to say and and begin to put this into practice life will never be the same this is what the late great dr wayne Dyer referred to as the real secret okay so as beings you and I and everyone listening, we are made up of a whole bunch of electromagnetic signals. <clears throat> and so it's called the Taurus field, for example. This is one example of an electromagnetic field. The Earth is one giant electromagnetic field made up of a whole bunch of other electromagnetic fields. There's a North Pole and a South Pole. A battery has a plus and a minus. A minus. Well, if you have two pluses, two positive poles, are you going to get electricity or power out of the battery? No. None. If you have two negatives, will you get power out of it? No. Absolutely none. So what we have forgotten is the coherence between the two parts of the brain, the two hemispheres, the masculine, the feminine, the electric and the magnetic, the doing, the not doing, the grind, grind, do, do, push, push, creator mode, I'm going to go and get it, and the feminine aspect of feeling like it's already happening. So i give you an example. This is what most people do, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine this. You, you want better health, okay, mm-hmm. because, and you're not feeling good. Or even an easier example, you want more wealth. Like you're financially free, I'm financially free. We want to be financially free, okay? So let's say in the beginning, before we had this, those listening, you want to manifest more money, okay? I think most people want to manifest yeah. more money into their life. So what they do, what people do is this. They, they set the intention right. They want this affirmation. They want this, you know, leveraging this law of attraction, which is the third law of the 12 universal laws. Most people don't even know what the 12 universal laws are. So we're trying to manifest to have no idea what we're working with. It's like if you're a carpenter, you need to know your tools. Yeah. What have you got in your toolbox? Okay, I've got a hammer. I've got this. I've got a drill. I've got that. If you don't know what's in your toolbox, you can't build. If yeah. you don't know the 12 universal laws, then what are you trying to create with something that you don't even know is there? Yeah. So firstly, study the 12 laws, right? The third one is the law of attraction, but we do it wrong because we do it like this. Okay, so I want money, right? I want a million dollars. I want a million dollars. I want a million dollars. And maybe it's 200K. Maybe it's 20 bucks. It can be whatever. Do you get the point? Yeah. So the point is I want a million dollars. I want a million dollars. Okay, so the thought, and here's, here's, the, here's, the, here's the magic, right? The thought is the electrical signal. 
It's the masculine. It's the intention. It's placing, it's like placing the seed in the field, right? Yeah. So the thought is good. Okay. I want a million dollars. I want a million dollars. And then six months later, you don't have a million dollars. So you're thinking, oh, the law of attraction didn't work. But the law of attraction doesn't work on one polarity. It doesn't work on the masculine only. It doesn't work on a positive and not a negative. You have to be able to create coherence within the electromagnetic field, not an electrical field, not in a magnetic field, both. You with me? Mm-hmm. So here's the problem. We go like this. I want a million dollars. I want a million dollars. So the thought is I want a million dollars. But the emotion is something like, fuck, I need to pay my bills. Right. Are you with me? So they're, so they're focusing on, I want a million dollars because I'm broke. Uh-huh. Is this what you're saying? Exactly. So it's like this negative kind of. Or, or I don't have enough. Yeah. So, so they're coming from a place to be like, this is what I want because I know I'm scarce. Or uh-huh. So how, how do they kind of switch that? So like if people listening to this, well, fuck, the reality is I am fucking broke. I do have to pay my bills, mm-hmm. but I want this freedom. Mm-hmm. How can they kind of, I guess, is it ignoring the, what you've got here? Like how, how so the know? ultimate question, right? So let's be clear. The thought is the electrical signal of the intention in the field, the intention to the unconscious or superconscious mind, the, the belief or whatever you, you place that all of your cells are listening to, okay? Mm-hmm. And the emotion is the feeling, okay? I would say the feeling is the healing, okay? So think about this. The HeartMath Institute has found, and the University of Kassel in Germany found the same thing. The heart and its magnetic properties of the heart compared to the brain are 5,000 times more powerful. You tell me, what does a magnet do? Pulls things to it. Exactly. So if the, if the heart and the feeling, the feminine, is 5,000 times magnetically manifesting-wise more powerful, and I say I want a million dollars, I want a million dollars, placing that intention in the field with an emotion of I need more money or I need more money, I'm not feeling good, is not going to be enough. In fact, what you're manifesting is the feeling. Yeah. Because that's the magnet. So then you'll continually have the feeling of not having enough. And as such, you get not enough. Right. Okay. So let's just get that clear. So then the question is, well, how do we shift it? Hang on. Yeah. You know, you say, Dr. Espen, I'm in a I'm in a funk. Like I need to pay my bills. Like I'm not actually able. I'm this is a physical thing for me. First thing you can do, and if you really wanted to do this well, you need to start cultivating gratitude for all the things you actually have first. Because gratitude, and and for those watching and listening, you might want to write this down. Gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership. Why should God or source or the universe give you more of what you want when you don't already cultivate gratitude for those things we've been blessed? I bet you that for those listening and watching this, you've been blessed with more things than 80% of the world's population that has no clean food, no clean water. So first, what we have to do is we have to start cultivating gratitude. When you start to see things to be grateful for, I've got amazing glasses. I've got a shirt. I've got food in my belly. My children are alive. I've got a car I can drive. I've got a roof over my head. If you just list it and actually feel it and feel it and feel it, the feeling begins to become the healing. So I get it. No matter where you are in life, no matter how good it is or tough it is, Start cultivating profound gratitude. It's riddled in every single spiritual text from the Quran to the Bhagavad Gita to the Bible. It's everywhere. Gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership. If you wish to cultivate more things to be grateful for, you have to start with daily, minimum daily gratitude. Yeah. Wow. This is great. Is is there a way 
this is the question I've always wanted to know is there, how do you speed this up and what causes something to manifest in an instance or in five, 10 years? That's a great question. There's a really good book written by Rhonda Byrne, the original author of The Secret, which is called The Magic. Okay, Rhonda Byrne, The Magic is a phenomenal book. It's a, it's a practice over time that you read every day, and it teaches you to cultivate and bring gratitude in to the different parts of life. Okay, she was dead set broke, couldn't do much in her life, like couldn't pay the bills, now obviously made a lot of money. And if you read that book, it's a really great start. Honestly, if, if you really suffer and if the pain is there enough, you're not going to have any questions. It's not going to cost you any money to take a, out a pen and a piece of paper and write down 10 to 50 things a day that you're grateful for and watch in 30 days, watch what happens. I think the book, The Magic, is a great place to start. So so the higher level of gratitude you can hold is, is what you're saying, it's the higher level because it's the receiving frequency. So the higher level of gratitude, the faster in which things can happen to you. And you know what? That's one of the last things that I heard from the late great Dr. Wayne Dyer, beautiful, phenomenal man. He's amazing. Amazing, right? And so I'll I'll just share this real because I think it's really going to tie everything up for us. Basically, when you look at, so we had the thought, right? The thought is the electrical magnetic, uh, electrical signal, the masculine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I want a million dollars. I want a million dollars. That's the intention. That's the thought. But the feeling is I don't have enough. Okay. So the next question is, well, how do we fix the feeling? Well, let's do a real profound ongoing regular, not a two month practice and then stop a lifetime practice of gratitude. Let's do this first. Let's condition our nervous systems, neurons that fire together can wire together to see things to be grateful for. Like I'm just profoundly grateful to be here because if only one person hears this and goes, aha. Well, that would change the life. Mm. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for all these things. You know, things happen. How is it happening for me? What am I supposed to learn? How can I grow from this? So we, we change the way our nervous system and operational system works, right? So the next step then is how do you raise the vibration? And this is what Dr. Wayne Dyer said. This blew me away. He was actually asked to be a part of the movie The Secret. And he turned it down. Mm. He said, no, I won't be a part of it. And then they were interested as to why he said, well, I'm not saying no, because the law of attraction isn't real. He said the law of attraction is real, but he said the way it's taught in this context is incomplete. Mm -hmm. And therein lies that what I was sharing you before, you can't just say, I want to be healthy. I want to be healthy. I want to be healthy. And your belief is shit. My body's not well. Then you don't have manifestation because the emotion and the frustration and the fear and the anxiety and the worries, what creates the reality Are you with me? Yeah. So the difference then is to create coherence between the heart and the head, the feminine, the masculine, the magnetic, the electric, the electromagnetic field. That is who we are. So when we then are able to raise the vibration of the emotion and Dr. Hawkins from the Hawkins scale of consciousness has shown us this up and down, you vibrate up and down from zero Hertz being death to 100 Hertz being fear to higher and higher love at 500 plus Hertz, et cetera. Mm. If you just do this enough and you cultivate gratitude for it, when you can, and we teach this to our students in live events and online programs to go into their trauma, to raise the vibration, to go into their lives, to raise the vibration. And when you do, and here's the key, when you are able to create coherence between the thought and the emotion, you're able to raise the vibration. That's what Dr. Wayne Dyer said is the real secret. And therefore I'll end with a quote and 
people listening, if this is interesting, you might want to write this down, stick it on your wall and read it and feel it every single day. Dr. Wayne Dyer said this, and I paraphrase because I've added some things to it. I think needed to be there as well. It's real simple. We do not manifest what we want. Okay. Cause that's what we think. Mm-hmm. Want a million dollars? I know you want a million dollars, but you're feeling broke. So you're getting broke. Yeah. Okay. You're feeling unwell. So you're getting unwell because that's the feeling, right? The feelings, the healings, the magnet, 5,000 times more powerful. We do not manifest what we want. We manifest what we are able to become. And I add and sustain vibrationally. When we understand, like Nikola Tesla said, that everything in the universe, everything in our reality is energy, frequency, and vibration, or that the key to anything you want, physical healing, mental, emotional well-being, finances, beautiful relationships, purpose-driven lives, passion, fulfillment, anything, the key to anything is energy, frequency, and vibration. You raise the thought, you raise the emotion to coherence patterns to a higher frequency, and you will literally, through universal law, attract at that frequency, you attract at the level that you're at vibrationally. So the key, if you want all the things that you want, is to work on yourself. Damn. Bam. <laughs> oh, yeah, go back and listen to that again. Bro, this is, yeah, this is freaking <laughs> wild. Um, super, super fast question is, what's what's your morning routine? How do you throw this into your morning routine? What's Starts that? with gratitude, bro. Yeah. Every morning. Every morning. Are you riding it? Are you thinking it? You're in bed still? What do you do? So I get up in the morning and because I broke my legs and almost lost them yeah. and my sister's been born disabled, I have a big why, a big spiritual, emotional reason for cultivating gratitude for my legs. So right. I get up in the morning. First thing I do is I, I, when I'm cognitive and I wake up, I stretch into my body, I take a big breath and I'm just grateful for the fact that I'm in a bed yeah. with a roof like, over my head, like, Take a moment to think about how life would be without those two things, mm-hmm. let alone the sheets on your bed, my clean water by my by my side, etc. So I wake up, I stretch in, and I just go, woo! Starts to make whatever sound feels good. I'm like, woo! And even if I don't feel good, I still make the sound. Why? Because I'm controlling my nervous system. I'm in charge. I'm the creator. So I just go, whoa, it's amazing. I sit up and I have the most, I live on top of this huge mountain. I have this most amazing view of the whole Gold Coast. And so I just take a moment to just cultivate gratitude for this magnificence. Okay. Then I put my right foot on the ground. I say, thank you. I put my left foot on the ground. I say, I love you. Because that's the language of the heart. That's the language Mm -hmm. of the soul, the state of unconditional love. Thank you. I love you. That's the language. So I put my feet on the ground. Thank you. I love you. I say that every morning. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. I love you. I do a prayer. Okay. And this is really important because the question is, if you believe that there's more to you than than just physical, then what's the creator of all this? I believe there is a creator, call it God, the great organized design, call it quantum field, call it whatever you want. Jesus, Allah, Buddha, Yahweh, Krishna, you can call it whatever you want. For me, I call it, I speak to God and I said, dear God, thank you for another day. Yet I've been blessed with another day and I'm going to give it everything I've got to make it magical, to make a difference, to live, to love, to learn, to let go, to, to experience. So I set the intention when I first begin, gratitude, to breath, prayer, Okay, after I've done my prayer and I've had a conversation with the creator that of gratitude for me being able to be in this human experience for God to be expressed through me in physical form, whichever way, whatever you believe, 
Then I grab my water, which I prepped. My personal assistant puts it by my bed. And I've got my got some minerals in the water. I've got some salt in the water. I obviously don't drink tap water. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like a whole nother conversation right there. But I drink this water at least half a liter. And I start by flushing through my body with clean water. Um, I start my day. I have my superfoods, my supplements, whatever else, just a couple of things in the morning. I normally do yoga on the deck. I can hit the boxing bag, like, you know, other things like that. I can go for a run in the forest. But I start with conscious movement. I always fast in the mornings, never eat anything in the morning. So that's a lie. On the weekends, I do when pancakes. I have pancakes with my yes. son <laughs> or whatever else. Yeah. But Monday to Friday, I'm intermittent fasting. Um, so, yeah, I have my water. I do my yoga. I do some breath work and some meditation. Um, and I close in that that container into my body. Um, my phone is still off. Mm-hmm. I haven't opened my phone. You don't look at your phone in the morning. I do some reading, sometimes some whatever it is I'm feeling inspired to read. Um, and then I get dressed and I, you know, start my day and connecting with my team and inspiring my team and checking the updates and what's going on. Obviously don't check the news or anything like that. Um, and then I start my day. It can be a day off and just going out in nature, hanging out with, you know, you guys and friends or whatever, or it can be getting into my meetings and talking to with my executives and, and starting my day as such. But it always starts with the fundamentals, gratitude, you know, emotional gratitude for what's going on, a conversation with God, clean water, some basic supplements, um then conscious movement yoga breath sunshine yeah always get sunshine you know i love it man all right dude this has been insane <laughs> uh like so much freaking value i know these guys you guys need to listen and watch this more than just this one time yeah. i tell you uh because there's so much information in there and especially when we talk anything quantum it's like like uh, I've been, I'm sure you probably even do the same. It's like, it's still, there's still parts that you still can't really grasp it. Like there's yeah. so much that you can never learn too much of this stuff. So bro, thanks so much for coming on. Where can everybody find you and, and follow you and check out everything you do? Thank you. Um, go to dresspen.com, which is D-R-E-S-P-E-N for November, drespen.com. Um, that's the best place. Um, I would really say to everyone, if you're resonating with this content, um, you know, keep this podcast here. This is just amazing that you can get this information out to people. Share this with as many people as possible. Uh, Dr. Espen.com, Dr. Espen Yalmby on Facebook also is a good one, which is uh, H-J-A-L-M-B-Y. I'll put it, I'll, I, I, purposely, <laughs> I purposely didn't say your last name because I was like, whoa. Uh, but I'll put it all in the yeah. show notes for everybody. Go on. to the website, check out the website, see what events we've got coming up our events are hybrid now so wherever you are in the world we can do this work together uh, we spend three days you know from seven in the morning to seven at night just diving deep into helping every single student get rid of the interference the blocks the traumas the stuff that's in the tissues and really honestly the number one thing that i want to leave people with is that there's nothing wrong with us you know in most cases there's nothing wrong with us we're not fixed we're not broken we, need, we don't need anyone to fix, cure, or treat us. We just need a system to remove interference because inside of us, there is a field of divine intelligence that is who and what we really are. And the closer we get to live in alignment with this field, with this spirit, with this soul, this source consciousness, the more enlightened we are. It's not rocket science. It works for every single person, every single time, as long as we're willing to do the work. Love it, man. Dude, all right, to wrap up this interview, I've got one final question for you. Are you ready? Take it away. If you were to go back to your 18-year-old self and give him 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? It would be don't forget how incredibly loved you are, how incredibly beautiful you are, how amazing you are, 
and take a moment to slow down. Take a moment to live and don't work too much, but just know that none of this is real. None of this is real. So go out, make a difference in the world, but live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. And if you got value from this episode, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 20 seconds of your time, leave me a five-star rating and written review, then screenshot this episode and share it to your story and make sure you tag me for that shout out. And until next time, guys, go out there and dream out loud.